0: Hey, it's Paige with some very exciting book news. I am thrilled to share that thanks to those of you who quickly raced over to amazon.com on the day of the launch, you guys helped it actually reach bestseller in multiple categories and it even hit number one in new releases on that day. So I could not be more grateful. I am absolutely overwhelmed and appreciative of your kind support, your encouragement through getting this book out in the world. And I wanted to give you a few details. If you want to pick up a copy You can head over to my website at everythingwithstyle.com for more information and links there, or you can go to Amazon and order it directly. The name of the book is I've Got You, Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life Is Not a Solo Mission in case you forget that you can just search page Killian and you'll find it there. There's a Kindle version and a paperback for now. And I wanted to mention that if you would be so kind as to write a five-star review, you just scroll right down on Amazon. You'll see it down below, write a five-star review in the month of May. For anyone who leaves a five-star review on Amazon, I will enter your name into a drawing to win a $50 container store gift card. So, Head over to amazon.com today, grab your copy of I've Got Your Girlfriend and write a five-star review so you can be entered to win that $50 gift card to the Container Store. Enjoy today's episode and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Paige Killian and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients. But it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hi, welcome back to another episode. Last week, we talked about, actually kind of backwards, huh? We talked about organizing your teenager's bedroom because I had recently been doing a job where I was working with a teenager and I was posting a couple of new silly, ridiculous, and also hopefully helpful reels over on Instagram. You can check those out at everything with style mom on Instagram. And some people were saying, hold on, I need some teenager organization. We definitely need to see what it is exactly you're doing in this room because the transformation looks awesome. Uh, And PS, how do we keep it that way? So I totally thought I got to do an episode on that. But then whenever I was thinking about the teenager room organization, I thought, I don't think I've ever done an episode on going from your nursery to a toddler room and talking about that type of organization. So I wanted to do that today, even though we're kind of going backwards in the age of how oh, it's very Benjamin Button the way <laughs> now I want to watch that movie. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, yeah. So here's the thing teenagers, a lot of times you're talking about making sure they have a say in things, making sure their hopes and desires and needs in their space is really reflective of them and their personality and their style. When we're talking about a nursery, a lot of times we're designing that and creating that and putting those organization systems in place before we meet these little bundles of joy. So I wanted to talk briefly about what you might want to do to prepare before baby comes and then how we can then transition in pieces that we're choosing to go in that space so that because I mean, how many of us who have had babies know They grow so fast at lightning speed, and then they are quickly in that toddler phase. So I wanted to try to talk a little bit about both of those scenarios. So first of all, if you have a baby on the way, or if you have a new little one and you are working with a nursery, how exciting, congratulations, so happy for you. Being a mom is my absolute favorite hat that I wear in my life. There are lots of different hats we wear as women and moms, especially, but uh, getting to be a mom of Isabel and Duke has been such a joy in my life and there's just nothing like it. So I'm going to go ahead and say some prayers for you that you have the most amazing experience. P.S. Parenting is really hard, (laughs) And actually, I talk a lot about how hard it can be, although it is absolutely rewarding and beautiful and wonderful. As I mentioned, I talk about these things in my book. If you haven't checked it out, head over to Amazon or you can go to my website, everythingwithstyle.com to get the link to check out I've Got You, Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. So let's talk about being a mom for the first time, or maybe you've done this once before or twice before, and now it's time to do it all over again. And you need a refresher about what the heck you're supposed to put in a nursery and how we want to make sure we can organize it in the best way possible so that it easily transitions into those toddler years as well. So let's talk about a recent job that I did. I actually worked with the the teenager, that I talked about doing her room from last week, I worked with her parents on getting their little one organized in her bedroom as well. So the interesting thing about their space that they have is that when the, it's either the mom or the mother-in-law comes in town, they'd actually put a bed in, like a twin size bed into the baby's room as well, just so that she would have a spot like an actual bed to sleep on if she wanted to go in there and crash there for the night as well. So in this particular space, we had enough room for a crib, a changing table, a little makeshift dresser, and then also a twin size bed. She also had a closet off to the side and a Full bathroom off to the side. So I'll not only reference some of those specific things that we did in that room, but I'll also just talk about generally what is a good idea to have in a nursery, no matter what the space is. A lot of times when you're talking about a nursery, you're talking about a space that it's okay to have a teeny tiny little room because the babies are teeny tiny. But what happens? <laughs> <laughs> you have these teeny tiny babies and they come with so much stuff oh my the gear and it feels like the smaller the baby the bigger the gear you gotta have the crib you gotta have the nightstand you gotta ha- well i say you gotta have the nightstand um you don't necessarily have to have a nightstand but there might be like a little space that you have next to say like a rocking chair or glider rock or something that you can set a book on put a lamp on set a midnight snack on because you know you're going to be up late in the middle of the night, if you got a baby and then you might have a changing table and then you might want to have some kind of area to organize their clothes or the things. So I'm going to talk about lots of different ways that we can organize the things that we already have in place and maybe some suggestions to grab a couple extra things that will should make your life easier. Hello. Is that not the name of the game? So I was talking about gear as well. And I just want you to know, if you do have a smaller space, I highly recommend maximizing your vertical space. So anything that you can do to use whatever square footage you have, a lot of times that means going up. So if you need to mount some things on the wall, I talked about this in the teenager's room as well, just to keep things off the dresser and the countertop. So it looked clean and neat and not so cluttery. And we put in floating shelves, floating shelves are a great idea. I do not recommend putting floating shelves over the baby's bed, or if you do have a changing table, I would not put anything like that over the top of it. Uh, partly because I now live in California and so we have the threat of earthquakes at all times, but also just because those littles are going to be big before you know it. And the last thing you want is for them to be able to reach up and grab a shelf, pull it down, potentially get hurt, damage the walls, maybe possibly bring down something like picture frames that have glass. And, you know, like we just really want to make sure that the things that we're putting in place in a nursery and in a toddler room are going to also have those safety measures in mind as well. So hugely important, whatever you're mounting on the wall or whatever you're keeping down low, making sure that those things are baby proof. And I do want to say I have a great baby proofing company that I use here in California. If you would like that information, you can reach out to me. There's a contact page over at everythingwithstyle.com. Let me know. I will give you their information. They are great. And the thing about them too is they understand the style of it all. This is why I really love them and use them often is, you know, maybe you need to put something in front of a fireplace or maybe you want to put in some gates Baby gates, and you just don't want these things to make your space look like an eyesore. And they really have a lot of different options to make things look beautiful and still safe for your baby. So absolutely make sure you're baby proofing. I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but I'm going ahead and remind you now any of those outlets that are down low, you definitely want to be covering with something. Okay. Here's where we started for this particular family. The first thing I did is I said, what is it that we need to purge? What do we not need in this space? Now, if this is a space that you are preparing for your nursery and it hasn't ever been a nursery before, you definitely need to look at this space and make sure that the purge is being done. So I have three simple steps in my three E's philosophy that I live and organize by. The first one, your essential, I really like to do that good purge. So whether you're starting Starting from scratch, maybe this is another room that you're now turning into a nursery or you've got some stuff there right now and it just needs a good sort and purge. Definitely do that. Do not skip that step because what happens is if you actually get to the organizing part, which I believe is the third and final step, then you might be stuck organizing and trying to put all this stuff in a space that you don't actually need. And so we don't want to skip that essential purge. So get rid of anything you don't need in that space, anything certainly that's not baby related, that you don't need to be in there or mom and mother-in-law related (laughs) she's coming in town you might need to make some specific arrangements for a little bit of her stuff to live in that space as well if it's a multiple person shared space i totally understand there's room for that as well but make sure that you do that good purge the enhancement what's going to add style or value to that essential purge in this case is the donation or the sale of anything that you're not using. Whatever you're getting rid of, donate it to a great cause so someone else can use it or sell it, get a little ROI and use that money that you've recouped to put back into containers. Now we're at the third step, which is actually where those containers come into place. We want to style the space. That is your extra, the styling of the space. This is where you're going to put in the proper organization so that it is, they are systems, proven systems that have worked for many years, will work for years to come. And again, will grow with your baby from that nursery baby kind of room into the toddler years and then into the older years. And then that's when you'll come back to the podcast and look for that teenager room episode whenever <laughs> it's time for that to happen. And oh my goodness, I am living that life right now. I've got a preteen. She's going to be 12 in the next few months. My baby is no longer a baby. He's going to be going into second grade next year. So it is really interesting talking about both of these stages where I talked about teenager and organization last week, and now going backwards and talking about the nursery stage. And it is reminding me of my sweet friend who just had another baby after she has got a 12 year old already. Meanwhile, I'm like, hello, that's like built-in babysitter. This is like ideal situation for baby number two. Um, But it is reminding me about all those beginning days and starting over again. So hopefully this will be helpful to those of you who are getting organized and getting ready to have a little one join you and have a nursery. So as I said, we've got your purge, your donation or sale of those items and the style where you're putting in the containers. So let's talk about the containers. Now, once you've done those things, when you think about baby stuff, you think about lots of big gear. Like I said, all the different things that you have in your room, you've also maybe got a breast pump. You've also maybe got a stroller. You've also maybe got, um, high chairs, car seats, all those different things that you need. Sometimes those things temporarily need to live in and out of that baby room. And so I always highly recommend if you do have a closet space, something that you can close off, if you have a tension rod and you hang a curtain up, have all of those big things tucked in the back. And obviously you want them to be easily accessible, but having them in the lower part of a closet. So that way the heavier, bigger stuff, you can just grab quickly. You don't have that up so high to where a baby could kind of start to, go up as they're pulling up and pull something heavy down on them. So again, do be thinking about those things. If you've got some of the bigger gear that you need to keep in there, keep that down low as long as it's obviously safe to do so. And if you don't have that kind of space in the bedroom and you need to maybe keep that in a garage or a hall closet, um, just making sure that those things are easily accessible because we know how often we have to grab that stroller and all the other things. So good luck with the big stuff. Let's move on to the smaller stuff. What do you know is inevitable that you're going to be getting a bajillion times whenever you have a baby diapers, diapers and wipes. So I loved the diaper genie elite. And I actually think it was the diaper genie elite Two. I loved that. So highly recommend that one. If you are throwing diapers away, I have been in friends' rooms who have another type of diaper. What are they even called? The trash cans, you know, where you like push them down and they twist and then the top closes and whatever. And you will walk in the baby's bedroom and it smells like poopy diapers. You do not want this. This is not cute. So I highly recommend that one. I'm not going to recommend any others because those were the ones that we had. And I'm telling you, I mean, I could get like, I don't know, uh, tons, tons of diapers in there. And you would never know that there were diapers in there. So highly recommend that one next. uh, And by the way, I think I got it from Target, if that helps. Okay, next up, how do we store those diapers before they are used? (laughs) Lots of different ways. If you do have a changing table, so you've maybe got like what looks like a dresser and you've got some drawers underneath, and then you've got the little cushiony pillow top that the baby actually lays on. Awesome. Great. Uh, If you don't have a specific changing table, I really highly recommend just getting a dresser that has a flat top that you can keep one of those on top of because you can buy a changing pad separately. So I'm actually going to tell you something that I did making use of something that we already had at my parents' home. We did a grandparent's nursery. And instead of actually going out and buying a new changing table, my parents in their garage were actually not using an old file cabinet file. It was like drawers, right? So it's like, imagine what looks like a small dresser with two drawers you pull out, but they had hanging file folder things put in place there. Okay. So when I saw that, I was like, are you guys using this for file cabinet? And they're like, no, we haven't used that thing in years. And to be honest, I can never ever remember when I ever saw that in their home and even being used mom. I know you're listening. Where did that thing even come from? I don't even remember where it was used. I don't remember any house that it was ever in. Maybe it was when my mom was both working as a nurse and also homeschooling my brothers mom. Is that when it came into play when, when you were doing all of that anyway, They had it in their garage. And I was like, I know exactly what to do with this. I just got out some old gray, not some old, I got some new (laughs) gray chalk paint and I painted it down. I didn't sand it. I didn't seal it because I don't even like doing any of that stuff. I'm not a DIY girl. I can organize like crazy, but. I'm not really a DIY arts and craftsy kind of girl. And it was the easiest thing. I honestly even painted right over the hardware because I really didn't care. And it has held up all these years. And my parents now have, oh my gosh, how many grandkids do you have? Two, two, five, two, five grandkids. Is that right? That feels right. I think so. So the deal is, Just get whatever you have that is sturdy enough to support the baby, and then grab one of those changing pad squishy pillow top things, pop it on top, boom, there you go. And then when you're done, you can take that thing off of the top, and then you've got a dresser, or in this case, a file cabinet (laughs) that you can continue on using. Um, That has lots of great storage in it. We put the diapers in there, they've got extra bedding for the kids crib mattresses and stuff. They've got extra blankets inside, Uh, had a couple of different containers that I popped in there that we put in, you know, extra pacifiers, um, any ointments that you might use, lotions, uh, nail clippers, all of the little things, you know, we talked about the big stuff at first. Now all the little things get organized in some containers. And the great thing is making sure you're dividing up any drawers that you have. In these smaller containers. So that way, it's not just a free for all. When you open it up, you can see what you have at a glance. And it's really easy to just grab what you need. And most of the time you're doing it one handed because you got a squiggly squiggly. That's not the word. A squirmy. You got a squirmy baby moving around up there. And so you're wanting to make sure you're keeping that hand on them at all times. So they don't go anywhere while you're reaching for the stuff that you need. So really making sure that if you do have those drawer options, that they are very much serving you and helping you and making your job of changing them, getting them dressed, reading them a story, whatever it is you're going to be doing with them on top of this changing table. You want to make sure that that's as easy as possible. So if you do not have a changing table, don't worry. You can change a baby anywhere. If your space does not allow for an extra changing table, you can change a baby in a bed, on a floor, in another room of the house, on the mother or the mother-in-law's uh, you know, bed that's sitting right there next to the crib, whatever space you have, don't you even worry about that. It is okay. So one of the things that I mentioned that they had in this room was kind of a makeshift dresser type area. It's one of the cube things that, I don't know if they got it from Target. I know back in the day when my husband and I lived in New York, we didn't have enough space to have a full dresser because while we had a, a nice, decent space, it was actually, it makes me laugh. It was the penthouse. It was the penthouse because it was on the very top of this building. I think it was like maybe like level 32 or something. I can't remember how high this building was. It was really high in New York City. And it had an extra foot and a half of ceiling, which was so awesome. And again, we really used that we maximize that vertical space going up because we didn't have a huge floor plan to work with. And so one of the most helpful things that I did is I got these target cubes. They're buildable. You can stack them onto each other. We had six or nine of them. That is a very similar thing this family has as well in their nursery. And you can put bins in there that are like fabric open bins that have a handle so it's easy to pull out in and out you can leave it totally empty and you can put some cute little sitting around things my mom calls them sitting around things you can also use the top of that as a dresser top you could totally put a baby changing pad on top of that if you need to Or you can just have a lamp on there. Maybe you want to put a picture frame on there. You want to put some type of memorabilia, maybe like a baby announcement. Maybe you want to put some cute little stuffed animals. If you do have those cubes to work with and you are putting in some of those fabric bins, don't have to be fabric bins, whatever bins work inside there. Maybe you have some cute woven baskets or clear acrylic containers. Whatever you've got in there, going from nursery to the toddler years, it's awesome if you can change out clip labels it's awesome if you can maybe write on there with a chalk pen so that can be changed and you know wiped away and redone if you need to that way these things grow with them and you don't have to start from scratch I also highly recommend in any room of the house we're doing making sure you're choosing neutral colored items and the reason for that is because As some of you know, if you do already have kids, their style changes and even your style changes. If you're maybe putting in a, maybe you're doing the nursery before, you know, the sex of the baby. And so it's a gender neutral space. And then once they come and then they're a toddler, maybe they lean toward one favorite color or a couple and you decide you want to redo it. Keep some of those basic things, you know, the basic furniture simple and neutral and baskets and things neutral in color. And maybe you just want to change out like the color or the pattern of the crib fitted sheets or the toddler bed or some throw pillows you might want to put in that space. Uh, Perhaps you want to change out the art as they get older. Maybe you want to frame some of those cute little handprint art things that they do. Maybe with the seasons changing, you want to have a little bulletin board or something like that in their room so you can post up some of their artwork um, and the seasonal stuff makes that really fun. So it's always changing and, and really super duper cute. That actually leads me to making sure you have got some type of keepsake boxes and go ahead and plug these in even before baby comes if you want these are so interchangeable i love the deep sweater boxes from the container store i'll pop that link in the show notes i live by these things they're clear so you can see inside them you can opt to put any type of label on including a white clean chalk label as well if you want to do a chalk pen But these clear bins are so great because they're stackable. They're deep. They also make in that same line. They also make different sizes as well of these. They're an easy snap on and off top. So your toddler is even able to open those and close those easily. Uh, They're stackable. Did I say that? I feel like I might've just said that, but it's worth repeating if I did, because that's a really great thing you can do. If you want to stack those up in the top of their closet, I have in both my kid's closet and in mine and Donnie's closet. I have keepsake items that are in my kids in the top of their closets. I have books that maybe Isabel has read that are not in Duke's AR level. If you know, you know, (laughs) accelerated reader is the program. So, you know, basically they're books that she has already read and outgrown, but he's not quite in yet. So maybe you want to have some of those books that are Like hand me down books, and they're waiting in the wings. Also, hand me downs. I have actual clothing and shoe hand me downs from sweet friends who have given those to us for Duke to grow into. And those are in those clear, deep sweater bins in the top of their closet. And some are in the bottom of their closet because they're stackable and I can put stuff on, on top of them. I highly recommend having open containers. If you have a shelf that's nearby that you want to drop things in quickly without having to pull a box out, take the top off, put it in, close the top, pop it back in. Sometimes, especially if you're a busy mom of littles, sometimes that is just too much effort. And so plugging in a couple of open baskets or open containers so you can quickly drop stuff in as you're moving about the house. That is really helpful. And then obviously, if you want to go back, I I really recommend having like even an open bin um, my sweet friend, Katrina Teeple over at Operation Organization, she has dubbed this the putback basket. So she has a basket that's downstairs and throughout the day, as she knows that she needs to take stuff up, she doesn't want to waste that energy because she's doing a million things downstairs. She'll actually just drop these things that get scattered throughout the house with her sweet boys or her husband or even herself. She will actually gather these in a putback basket. And then toward the end of the day, when she is ready to go upstairs, she'll carry the basket up. And she'll just drop everything off in its respective place. So having a put back bin or an open container of some sort in your baby's room is really helpful because sometimes you got a kid in your arm, you're carrying something else, and you just seem to like quickly toss in some of these things one handed. Why are we doing everything one handed? (laughs) If you're a new mom, you just learn to do everything one-handed. So you're dropping these things in quickly. And then obviously when baby's down for a nap or somebody else is holding baby or baby's eating and somebody else is feeding them, then you can go back in and you can grab that open bin and you can actually pop things back in their respective places where they do belong. So do consider that. Now, when they are itty bitty. You might also consider, especially if you don't have a changing table or you don't have a nightstand, you really might consider the art cart. I love a good rolling art cart. Whether you keep it on wheels or not, you don't have to add those additional ones. We've got some in our home from the Container Store. We've got some in our home from Target. Uh, They sell them at Amazon. They sell them at Michael's, the Arts and Crafts store. You can go to a lot of different places and find a little cart. So I love having a cart in a nursery because at first you might want to just wheel it over and have all of your diapers and ointments and all that kind of stuff that I talked about you might end up having inside of a drawer if it's in like a changing table situation but you might not, you might not have that space. And this might be a great thing just to have on the side of your, either your baby's bed. If you want to keep some books in there, if you want to keep some little plush toys in there, something like that, extra pacifiers or chewing teething toys, whatever it is that might be helpful for you. You could put that over by a rocking chair, over by their crib. You could put that over by where you change them. So that is awesome. You can also wheel it into a closet. So right now, the family's home that I've been organizing for not that long ago, we actually have one rolling cart that's right next to the changing table because in the changing table is just the baby's clothes. And so beside it, she has all of the stuff for changing. She also has another one that has all of their books that they're reading on the three-tiered rolling cart, and that just gets wheeled into the closet. So then whenever it's time to pick out a book, that's really fun for her daughter to be able to either go in and grab it out of the closet or actually wheel it out and they can sit in the floor and they can pull out different books and and read those and then easily put them back in. By the way, this is something that's going to be teaching your child organization from a very young age. If you make organization an option for them since birth, these children will be much more likely to stay organized as they grow up. And what I know as a mom and what I know as a teacher, former teacher now, is that having that structure in place is so helpful and you can still have flexibility and things are always going to come up that maybe you are not quite the plans that you have in your head going a certain way. However, having these things Organized in your space and offering a little bit of structure in that way really provides extra confidence and comfortability, uh, even a safe space that your kid is going to be growing up with and really developing their own sense of organization as they get older. So that's super helpful, especially when you get to those later years, whenever, like I said, on the last episode, we're talking about the teenage years and organizing that space with all those emotions and hormones that are going on in their body. If they've been taught from a very young age to have their space be organized and be a reflection of them and their style, they'll take that with them as they grow older. So that's definitely a good idea. So as I was talking about having those baby related things in those art carts, you then can grow with that baby into the toddler room and swap those things out. Then you're going to get rid of do that good purge, get rid of those books that the baby had, and now you get to bring in the toddler books. And also that will continue going. You can, I mean, that art cart is great. Like I said, I even highly recommended it in the Teenage Room Organization episode last week. So that is a great thing that will grow with them for sure. Another thing that grows with them is that crib that I talked about. You might consider grabbing a crib that turns into a toddler bed. So that's really all I'm going to say about that. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's just a way to get more bang for your buck. So if you are investing in a crib, it is an awesome idea to go ahead and see if you can get one that transitions into a toddler bed. So you do have that option. If you don't want to immediately go into a twin size or a full size or queen size bed for your ever growing child, speaking of ever growing, I just cannot get over the fact that my children's legs do not seem to ever stop growing. We're always talking about growing pains. Are you, do you guys have kids these age right now and you hear them? late in the night and they're like, oh, mom, my leg hurts. My foot hurts. My knee hurts. My ankle hurts. It's cause they're growing. So, oh boy, when you marry someone who's six foot six and you're like barely five foot three, he laughs when I say I'm five foot four. He's like, really, really? You think you are? Uh, I might be five, three. So when you marry someone who's that tall, you just have to accept that your children are going to be taller than you and mind the legs on these children. Like I remember when Duke was in the crib in those final days and he was so long and so tall that stretching out was just, I mean, it was comical. Like, you know, whenever you're totally creepy creeperson and you're spying on them in their bedroom, whenever they're asleep, because they're just so darn cute. Even if the day has been like, frustrating and exhausting. They look so cute and you can't help but watch them on the monitor while they sleep because they're just so sweet and precious. And I just remember laughing because I remember being like, we have got to get Duke into like, forget the toddler bed. We need to go straight to at least a twin size bed, if not a full size bed for this child, because his legs were just so long. And honestly, Isabelle's were the same. So do keep that in mind when you're talking about furniture. I love that double duty furniture. Like I said, using a desk or a dresser or something like that top as a changing table, Uh, absolutely maximizing any of the vertical space you have in the room. So if you are adding in shelving, floating shelving, anything like that, that can change as they grow as well, because the stuff that's up on top of there, you can easily take that off, pop new stuff in as their style changes. And as they grow and they start to develop these personalities that have favorite things, you know, maybe it's like all the superheroes, or maybe it's, every different little tchotchke they can get their hands on that they call a collection. I will speak to that too really quickly because I mentioned it on the Teenager Room episode, which is that sometimes whenever your kids love collecting things, they end up Feeling like they need to display every bit of them and then it looks really cluttered and really messy. And so I highly recommend putting a couple of favorites on a shelf so that you can display those and see those. And then using one of those deep sweater bins, deep sweater boxes, the clear ones that I talked about from the container store to house the rest of that collection. So it doesn't feel like everything has to be out when they walk in that room. Don't forget that when you have a little, little It is your job to put in proper organization that works best for you as an adult when you're taking care of this child. And then at the same time, really do think about as they are getting older, how their needs are changing. How can you make choices right now as you're starting that nursery and then making sure that the stuff that you put in there is going to grow with them? Now, sometimes you just don't have a choice. You're going to have to get rid of the old and get the new. And this is where hangers come into place. I have replaced all of the hangers in my children's closets now because they are actually wearing big kids stuff so much so that they're using the same types of hangers that we as adults are using. So hello, that is really reality check. They really are no longer my babies. And That's something that I highly recommend grabbing hangers that are all uniform, all one color. And then as soon as they outgrow the kid hangers, going ahead and grabbing the same hangers that you're using in your home. So that way, it's just one less thing that you're having to keep up with and swap out. You just have one type of hanger for the home. Easy peasy. Be down in the laundry room, hang those things up, put them directly in the closet or have them in the closet. And if somebody needs some extras, borrow from another closet and put it in theirs and all of the hangers match. So I definitely recommend having household managed, not multicolored hangers if you can do that. So I hope that some of these ideas will help in getting your nursery together, whether you know your little one is on the way soon. Your baby is here already. And perhaps you've entered those sleepless nights. Just know it does get better. I promise it does get better. Hang in there. Uh, And perhaps you guys are transitioning into a toddler room, just making sure that you are taking into consideration their style. So that they see that in their room and they feel comfortable and feel happy in that room. Uh, I don't want to forget to tell you that one of the best things that I did that maybe I didn't really know at the time was a great idea. It just happened to happen this way. Uh, We didn't have a playroom ever with our kids. We rented a place for a while and now we have our own home. We still do not have a specific designated playroom. We never missed it. Kids will have a bajillion things. And they don't need to have a hundred thousand toys at all times. I'm going to recommend you listen to this episode, which is called less is more. I'll pop that one in show notes for sure. Less is more is a mentality that I have for every room in our house. When you've got less Then you actually have more time to spend, more energy, more patience, more kindness and love to go around because you're not feeling frustrated by constantly having to upkeep and organize and work on those areas at all times because there's less to deal with. So always stay on top of that purge. Don't attach so much sentimental feelings to every single thing that comes in your home, every single piece of artwork, every single thing that is given to you by a loved one, because then it's really hard to have less. You're constantly holding on to all the things that come out. You're constantly holding on to all the things that come into your space. And sometimes we're forgetting to make sure that we're purging that collection and letting go of some things to make room for the new stuff. So what you definitely don't want to do is have a ton of toys in their bedroom. This is what I was saying was a really great thing that I did, which I didn't even realize at the time what I was doing was such a great idea. And now I can't recommend this enough. Do not have a million toys in your kid's room. Your kid's bedroom is a place for them to sleep, to rest, to reboot. And even though we didn't have playrooms, we still did not have tons of toys in their room. In fact, we had none. We had a few stuffed animals and we had books. And that's all that was in their room because that is what that space was really for when they were that young. Now, if you're thinking, okay, you're saying you had toys, but you didn't have a playroom and you didn't have it in the room. How the heck did that happen? Well, I'll tell you, I got a great table from wayfair.com and I got some gray fabric bins that had handles and they had tops. And over the years, I've just swapped out their toys and put in grouped like items together, put in those toys into those bins. And those actually lived in our living room always. At our old house, it was a table that sat back on the back wall behind our couch. The kids could still go over and they could play with the things they needed to. And then when they were done, you'd put the top on, you'd close it back and no one would ever know that there were kids toys in there. So at the end of the night, when the kids go to bed, the parents can still enjoy that space and not see primary colored toys all over the place. And this was a really great tool to use and to teach our kids. Hey, if you've got a birthday coming up, if Christmas is coming and inevitably we know new stuff is going to be coming in. Well, we only have this amount of space allotted for toys. So if you guys don't get rid of some stuff and say goodbye to those things, we won't be able to bring in the new stuff because it won't fit in the bins. So just something to consider. You can still find a way to put those in neutral bins, in neutral baskets. Like I said, if you do have those fabric bins with handles inside their room and you want to pull it out and have a few different toy items in there, go for it. That's absolutely totally fine. But I do recommend keeping it as toy-free as possible so that way your kids are actually going in there and not being distracted by all of the toys when it is time to wind down and your bedtime routine is going to be so much easier for it. I promise. So absolutely have awesome books in there that you're constantly cycling through rereading your favorites, have those deep sweater bins on standby for precious keepsakes for me downs that are waiting in the wings and Making sure that you are plugging in the proper furniture, that if you can get neutrals and if you can get ones that pull double duty, will actually grow with your child as they get older. Hopefully these things help and please let me know if there's anything that I missed and you want me to comment on, I can either do a reel or I could do a whole other episode. I'm always open to your suggestions for new podcast topics. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have an older one, go back and listen to last week's. And actually, if your little one is coming out of the toddler phase and getting into the bigger kid phase where you're in elementary school or middle school, I think that teenage room organization episode from last week is actually going to start helping you right now. So definitely check that out. And as always, if these episodes are helpful for you, absolutely share them with friends because we moms got to stick together, right? All right. Hopefully you guys are having a great day. And if you are getting organized, I love seeing those before and after transformation pictures. Please send those on over to me. I get so excited to see the things that you're working on. And it totally inspires me to be doing the same thing in my own home and for my clients as well. If you are stuck on organization and you just need somebody to hop on a call I do virtual organizing sessions with people all over the world. So I would absolutely love to do that for you as well. Again, you can go to everythingwithstyle.com, check out the contact page, email me. I check all of those messages and I will get back to you. So hopefully that helps if it did share it with a friend or a few. And don't forget to pick up your copy of I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. That's on Amazon now. If you need it on an e-reader, you can get your Kindle version as well. I hope that this helps and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mom's Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.